What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Tune in to Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD, and join the conversation about how to heal our broken system to reverse our current health crisis. The entire world is looking for answers, and the truth is hidden in plain sight. Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time when you can call in and ask the questions that matter most to you. And we're live. Good afternoon. Welcome to Dream Vision 7 Radio, and you're listening to Awakened Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe, and today's topic is going to be fitness for the new year. And so, as always, please give us a call at area code 646-558-8656, and sorry, hit star nine uh, to raise your hand, and I would love to hear from you with all of your thoughtful questions and comments. And um, we're coming up on the end of 2022. And uh, traditionally, this is the time when people are looking forward to the new year and uh, looking at fitness goals, health goals, uh, nutrition goals, diet goals, weight, weight loss goals, um, and uh, you know, classically, at the beginning of the year is when we see a flood of people come into the gym. Uh, and then within about two or three months, you know, they're kind of gone. And so um, wanna help everyone today to kind of pick a routine that they can stick with um, and also to uh, guide, guide people into figuring out what is the best routine, right? Because if you go gung-ho into something and it's not really right for you or, you know, you don't feel comfortable uh, knowing what you're doing, you're not going to stick with it, right? And so that's why so many people with fitness goals, you know, they they start out with the right intentions, but they never quite stick to it, you know? Um, and so wanted to address that today, talk about some things uh, going into this new year uh, where things can be different. Uh, and so I'm a bit of a gym rat uh, for people who know me. I'm, I'm you know, at the gym at least five days a week, most weeks. Um, and, um, you know, so people ask, well, what are your credentials to talk about fitness? You're a, a medical doctor, right? Um, and so I've been blessed to be a tomboy since I was a kid, uh, played a bunch of sports in high school, and I uh, was a college athlete as well, um, and uh, have just always really loved fitness, you know, part of being a medical doctor is having this obsession about how the human body functions. Um, and when I was a kid, I would watch, uh, well, all kinds of sports, but uh, my passion back then, I don't watch it now, but back then it was wrestling, professional wrestling. Um, and I loved to watch wrestling. And not, not because of, you know, them beating each other up and all of that, but mostly because of the way that they were able to sculpt, sculpt their bodies. Um, I found that to be really, really fascinating, um, how people could somehow, 
you know, change the, the, the way that their bodies look uh, to be exactly what they want. Uh, and I thought that was really, really cool. And so as a kid, I was fascinated with uh, building muscle and fitness and all of this. And it, it segued really well into medicine, I thought. Uh, and, um, you know, and then playing sports, we were kind of forced to get fit. Uh, we had to get up at five o'clock in the morning to go train. Um, and then we had practice in the afternoon and it was this nonstop. So you're constantly at the gym, uh, constantly working out. Um, and so you learn a lot. And um, I also uh, have done uh, some amateur fitness competitions, um, did pretty well, won the first one, came in second for the second one. Um, but what was really interesting, uh, and I think what, what gave me a lot of street credit is that I did both competitions six months after having each of my children. Uh, and so uh, I remember it was really funny. You know, I'd be up on stage and they would introduce me and nobody was impressed by the fact that I was a, a medical doctor. Like nobody cared. It was after they learned that I had just had a baby six months before that everybody got impressed. Um, and so people always ask me, like, what do you do to get so fit so quickly? Um, you know, and th the answer is I stay fit all the time. Um, and so to get ready for a competition, there are, you know, very regimented things you have to do because you have to abnormally get yourself prepared for a competition. You have to lose body fat in an abnormal way that gets you to an abnormal weight so that you look a certain way on stage. Um, and so that's not always a healthy process. And so I've seen people get sick after competitions, end up in the hospital, because what they did was too, uh, too strenuous on their bodies. And so my philosophy has always been, you know, put a little bit in every day so that you're already mostly there. And so when you have to do something else, there's just a little bit of a gap that you have to fill. And you're not going from, you know, one extreme trying to get to another extreme. And so, you know, people became interested by, uh, with that. They're like, well, how do you just kind of stay there, you know, and not have to go to these extremes? Um, and so one of the ways I learned how to do that was to have a trainer. Um, and I had a really awesome trainer. Uh, he's Mr. World. His name is Dave Marinelli. Um, I haven't worked with him in, in you know several years now, but super awesome guy. Uh, he's won a bunch of you know competitions, national competitions, worldwide competitions. The guy knows what he's doing. Uh, and so I trained with him. And so I always encourage people to actually do that. I, the first bit of advice I give to people who want to go to a gym and who want to start being fit is go to the gym you want to go to and look around at the trainers. Find the trainer that looks the closest to the way you want to look and go hire that trainer. Um, you know, and I say that for everything, everything. If you are looking for a physician, you know, when you interview that physician, look and see, are they walking the talk? Are they doing the things they're going to tell you to be doing? You know, so if you're going to see a cardiologist and you see him outside smoking a cigarette and he's overweight, well, that's not the cardiologist for you, right? Um, if, if you're not looking to be that, that way. 
And so it's the same thing for fitness. And so the most important thing with anything that anyone wants to do. So if you have a fitness goal that you want to achieve, um, the most important thing is to find a person who is already where you want to be and go hire that person. Um, and so it takes a little bit of research, right? You have to scan and go look around and interview people and see, you know, and for trainers, it's really easy. You literally look at them. You literally look at them and say, well, do they look the way I want to look? And if the answer is yes, chances are they'll be able to get you, you know, where you want to be as long as you're willing to follow their instructions, right? So if you know you're not gonna put down, you know, the cheesecake slices in the apple pie, then don't bother, right? But if you're if you're in and if you're willing and if you're you know willing to follow the advice, they will get you where you want to go. If you want to do a triathlon, go find a triathlete, right? Who has achieved those things and and hire that person to, to show you, to kind of be a, a, a mentor to you, a trainer to you. And this is what we used to do years ago before there were schools, right? We would, we would become apprentices for things, you know, and, and we would literally work in the place with this person whose skills we wanted to learn. You know, there was no medical school a couple hundred years ago. You would apprentice with a physician. You would apprentice with a pharmacist. You would apprentice with whoever, right? Um, that's how these things worked before. And we've kind of lost touch with that um, because now there are all these certifications you have to get and, and you know, hurdles you have to, to, to jump over, et cetera. Not that those things are not important, but we're missing the apprenticeship. We're missing the being side by side with this individual who's going to show you what he or she knows um, to get you where you want to go, right? And that's a really important thing that we have as medical doctors that many other physician extenders don't have, uh, is we do what's called a residency training. Um, and unfortunately, nurse practitioners don't get this kind of training. Physician assistants don't get this kind of training. Registered nurses, licensed practical nurses, they don't get this training. And that's what makes medical doctors leaps and bounds ahead of other uh, physician extenders is because we spend four to five years in, in it's called a residency program, but it's really an apprenticeship um, where we're immersed in what we're going to be doing for years. Um, and so uh, I think that's important for anything you're going to do. So if you want to hit the ground running in the new year, go to the gym now. Not so much to work out if you haven't started working out yet, but to scan the place. <laughs> who looks the way you want to look and who, who's the trainer, right? Um, and, and hire that person. Um, interview them first, of course, right? Ask them who they are, you know, how'd they get into it? How long have they been doing it? But if they look the way you want to look, chances are they can get you there. Um, now, if they don't look the way you want to look, you know, I, I've seen that too. You go to the gym and people are overweight and they're training other people and you wonder why the people they're training never look any different, right? It's because if the person who's going to show you what to do isn't walking that talk, they're not going to get you there because they're not doing it for themselves, right? Um, and so that's advice number one is that. Um, let me think. My phone's pinging. Let me see if I have any questions yet. No, not yet. <laughs> Just my friends back and forth with their group texts. Um, so that's number one is 
find someone who's going to teach you. Um, the other thing I did uh, is I read every bodybuilding textbook I could get my hands on. Um, I read, uh, in particular, my favorite is Arnold Schwarzenegger's Encyclopedia of uh, Bodybuilding. Um, and I tell people, become a student of what you want to be, right? Not, not that we're all going to go out and become professional bodybuilders. That's not the goal. But if you want to be fit, if you just want to be fit, you kind of have to know what to do, right? Um, and you have to become a student of that thing. And so reading a book like that is actually really cool because you get into the head of the person, right? And again, not, not that we're going to you know, go out and uh, become a professional bodybuilder like Arnold Schwarzenegger was, but if you know what exercises he does, why he does them, uh, how he works out his body, right? Those things are really important to know uh, because that's going to help you. Uh, not to become an Arnold Schwarzenegger, but to become the most fit version of yourself, right? Um, and the third thing is you don't have to go to the gym every day for two hours. Like that's a myth. Um, you know, if you're eating the right food and you're getting to the gym consistently, consistency is actually more important than duration of time. So it's getting to the gym at least three times a week working out your entire body at least once a week um, and having the nutrition to support that workout. So we'll talk about that today. Um, that's really what it takes. So you don't have to be a gym rat at the gym seven days a week for multiple hours, you know, running yourself ragged on cart, doing cardio after your workouts. You don't have to do any of those things. Um, you just have to really have a, the motivation, right? The skills, you have to know what you're doing. You have to get yourself acclimated. What's in this gym? What machine do I use to work out my legs? What machine do I use to work out my arms? What machine do I use to work out my back, my chest, my abs? Um, you know, and then free weights. What, what exercises do I do with these free weights? What, what can I do with these dumbbells, right? And a trainer is the best person to help you figure that out. But for yourself, reading about it as well. So you know you have a specific machine you're going to use. Read about the machine. Figure out what it does. What else can it do, right? And become a student of the gym where you're going to join. You know, uh, play around with the machines. Figure out what they do. What what's it for? Um, and the goal is to prepare before you go to the gym. That's your nutrition. That's your sleep. When you get to the gym, it's knowing what you're going to do, right? Um, one of the most effective things to do is to work out two or three body parts a day. So if you're going to go to the gym, say Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, on Monday, you might work your chest and you might work your biceps and you might work maybe your uh, calves that day, right? And what you want to do is you want to do three sets of, of repetition. So a set is a certain number of repetitions that you're going to do of that exercise with a certain weight. So if you're doing bicep curls, uh, you're going to pick up a, a, a dumbbell. Um, you know, most women in particular don't lift enough weights. They get a really light weight and they just kind of go through the motion. I tell people, make sure that you can 
barely do your 12th repetition, right? So if you pick up a, you know, 15 pound dumbbell, make sure that by the time you're on repetition number 12, your muscle is actually kind of burning. Like you're almost not quite able to get it up, right? Um, and that's when you know you're being effective with your weight training uh, is you want to lift heavy enough. And, you know, if you're doing your chest, for example, you know, if you're um, doing a chest press, for example, and you're laying flat and you're, you know, raising uh, the weight so that you're contracting your chest muscles, it's kind of the same thing. If you're in a machine, you don't necessarily need anyone to spot you. If you're doing free weights, definitely have your trainer there spotting you. But if you're in a machine and you're doing a chest press for your, for your, um, uh, pectoralis major and minor muscles, you want to make sure that again, by the time you lifting heavy enough, that by the time you've lifted that weight 12 times, your chest is burning. You know, you can feel it and it feels like your muscles are going to fail. Um, that's where you want to be. If you don't get there, you're not going to get fit. You're not going to grow muscle. Uh, you're not going to resolve your osteoporosis. Uh, you're not going to lose the weight, you know, whatever the goal is, you're not going to reach it. And again, that's why it's so important to have a trainer. They will help you warm up, stretch, pick the right weight. You have to kind of push trainers sometimes and say, I really want to be fit, you know, because sometimes trainers have the mentality that you're there for entertainment purposes only, like you just want something to do, right? And they don't really push people. Um, so you really want to make sure you're very clear about what your goals are, what you want to achieve. You know, you want to gain muscle mass, you know, show them a picture of somebody you want to look like, right? Uh, so they have some idea in their mind of, okay, this is where this individual wants to get. And so now I know what I'm going to help this person do to get them there. Uh, if you just walk in and you, you just tell them, oh, I just want to work out they're not going to have a goal, you know, uh, for you. So make sure you have a goal, find somebody you want to look like, and then bring that picture in and say, make me look like this person, right? Um, not that we want to mimic the way anyone looks. I'm not suggesting that, but just, just so that you have a picture in your mind and that your trainer has a picture in his or her mind uh, so that they kind of know what you want. Uh, then it's not going to be for entertainment purposes only, right? Um, I see people work out all the time with trainers and they're barely lifting any weights. They're barely really challenged um, and they're just not getting the benefit that, that they should get, right? And so just make sure you have that in mind. Um, and then again, about three body parts per time you go to the gym. So how do you split your body up into parts, right? Um, what time is it? Let me make sure. Yeah, it's time for our first commercial break. So when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about how to split up your body so you know what to work out on what days, um, how many reps is good, how many repetitions, and how many sets you should look to do. Uh, and then we'll talk about nutrition after that. So you're listening to Awakened Wellness. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe, and we will be right back.
what happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed. Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobay, MD. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milin the questions that matter most to you. Dr. Milin is the medical director of the Rio Bay Institute of Integrative Medicine in Jupiter, Florida. For more information, visit riobeintegrativemedicine.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic, forward-thinking show. Join Dr. Bernie Siegel on Mind Health Matters every Thursday and Friday, 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Bernie will draw from his inspirational personal journey, offering us special nuggets of his sacred wisdom weaved through his delightful stories. Listen in as Bernie reminds us to be fully engaged in life. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Omega Institute, offering workshops, retreats, and online learning dedicated to awakening the best in the human spirit. For over 40 years, Omega has seen more than a million people come through its doors to grow, learn, and find a greater sense of purpose. With over 350 workshops to choose from, Omega offers something for everyone. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org or call 877-944-2002. Again, 877-944-2002. Delight your kids with an enchanting journey by reading the Paper Doll Kids Children's Book by Deborah Beauvais and Janine Sullivan. There's even a catchy tune, Kids for Love Song, produced by Bob Sherwood and sung by kids just like yours. The story weaves around seven paper dolls flying around the world doing good deeds as they bring important attention to our endangered animal friends. There's even a magical ring with a universal message. Kids become interested in service projects, action through compassion, and planting seeds that nurture positive change. The Paper Doll Kids and Kids for Love Song are a production of the Kids for Love Project. Get the book now on Amazon Kindle and the song on CD Baby or iTunes. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back. Thank you, Rachel. Welcome back to Awakened Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe, and we've got some statements and questions here. Uh, statement, I need to lose weight before I can even consider a public gym. 
Um, yeah, so that said, is it possible to begin weight training while being overweight? Yeah, absolutely. And so I tell people, you, you can't get there from here. Um, you know, uh, that's like saying, I want to get to California, but I'm not willing to leave my house until I get to California, but you live in Florida. Um, you can't get there from here. Um, you have to get to the gym. Like there's just no way around it. Um, and honestly, nobody pays attention to anybody else at the gym, right? People think they're like under a microscope when they go to the gym. Honestly, everybody is so self-absorbed at the gym. They're not looking at anybody else. Um, so they don't really notice anyone else, to be honest. Um, you know, so I tell people, just go, just go. Um, I go to the one called uh, Planet Fitness, right? It's supposed to be the, the no judgment zone. Um, I like it. It's quiet. Uh, everybody is just doing their thing. They're friendly. It's not like nobody talks to anybody, but um, they're friendly enough. Um, and honestly, nobody pays attention. <laughs> um, so it, it doesn't matter. Everybody's just there to work out, um, you know, occasionally to pick people up, but I guess, but um, but honestly, nobody is is under a microscope like they think they are. Um, and so I would say, you know, just go, just go to the gym. Um, most people can't work out at home. You know, I can't work out at home and I, I'm, you know, I love to work out. I can't work out at home. It's just something I know about myself. Um, too many distractions, too many other things. Um, when I'm at the gym, I'm at the gym and that's all, you know? And so I just know that about myself and I, I just go. The other pearl is, if you work outside of your home, don't dare go home before you think you're going to go to the gym because you'll never go to the gym. Uh, so I learned that about myself, right? And, and what I've understood from other people is this is very common, you know? So when I used to drive to my office, um, I would have to go to the gym right after. If I ever drove home first, I, would, I wouldn't work out that day. That was just the, that was just the way it was. You get absorbed in all the things you have to do when you walk in the door and you never leave again <laughs> until the next morning when you go to work. And so I say, pack your gym bag. If you don't work from home, you pack everything up, your clothes, your, your sneakers, your water bottle, you know, your protein bars, whatever you're going to need, throw them in your trunk. And then when you're done with work, you go immediately to the gym, right? It's like Monopoly, you know, go straight to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go to the gym. Uh, and so, and then you work out for 45 minutes. It doesn't even have to be that long. And then you go, you go home and you eat, right? And you do whatever, whatever else you need to do. Uh, and so I say to people, you lose the weight at the gym. <laughs> You're not going to lose it anywhere else. Now, saying that, I have to I have to uh, give you another thing. It's like you don't actually lose weight at the gym. You actually lose weight in your kitchen. Um, it's your food that uh, creates the environment for weight loss. What going to the gym does is it revs up your metabolism like we talked about. So the reason you want to go to the trainer and show them a picture of somebody you want to look like who's fit is because that fit person, it's not that they look good so much. It's that their metabolism is cranking. And that's really what you want. Um, you know, you, you want your metabolism to be cranking. And the more muscle mass you have, the more 
fit you are in the sense of muscle tone, the more calories you're going to burn with whatever you're doing. You could be sound asleep and you're burning calories like nobody's business when you have a lot of you know muscle tone. And so that's what helps people lose weight in conjunction with eating the right food. So one without the other doesn't work. So you have to bring both in. Uh, so, but going to the gym is a central component of raising your metabolism. Um, and so setting yourself up to build muscle mass um, is, is one of the key ways to not just losing weight, but also keeping weight off, um, you know, building muscle mass. And notice I haven't said a thing about cardio yet because cardio doesn't really help with weight loss as much as weight training does. Not that it's not important. It ha it's, has a role. It's just not as good for weight loss as muscle building is. Um, so that's a great statement. But I would say, you know, just go, just go. And just make sure you pick the right trainer. Make sure that trainer understands nutrition and how important what you eat is to reaching your goals. So the best way to do that is to work with a trainer who competes, who actually does bodybuilding competition, because those people, you know, are like surgeons when it comes to nutrition. Um, they are laser focused on nutrition and they will be able to really help you. Um, so, so make sure if you pick a trainer, and, uh, that they have done competitions and say, you know, have, do you compete or have you competed? Um, you know, and if they say no, then that's not your trainer. If they say yes, then that could be your trainer, right? Um, and, and so that's another thing when you're looking for a trainer. A, make sure they look the way you want to look. B, make sure they've done competitions before. So that way, you know, they know how to get people to look a certain way, to have a certain amount of muscle tone and to lose fat the way that um, you want to, um, you know, so, and then C, make sure they know what you want, bring that picture in. So they know in no uncertain terms where you want to be. So that's a great statement. Um, but I, I wish I had another alternative for you, unless you have a gym at home that has, you know, a, a large amount of equipment, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, using uh, like five pound dumbbells at home isn't going to work. Using resistance bands isn't going to work. Um, you know, those are things you do if you're stuck somewhere, you know, you're traveling and there's no gym, then you bring your resistance bands so you don't lose too much muscle mass while you're away. But there's nothing like a gym. So I would, I would definitely um, recommend one. Question, how do I treat my sore muscles after I work out? So that's, that's a great question. So the, the most important thing is what you do before you work out. So before you work out, you want to warm up. So you might get on a cardio machine and you might do maybe some uh, inclined biking for like five minutes just to warm yourself up. When you get off the bike, you stretch. Uh, so you want to stretch your entire body, um, your, your back, your chest, your arms, your shoulders, uh, your, uh, your legs, in particular, your hamstrings, make sure your hamstrings are very well, you know, warmed up and stretched. That tends to be the muscle that creates the back problems, the back and hip issues, 
So make sure that your hamstrings and your calves are very well stretched out. Again, a, a good trainer is going to help you with that. Um, and again, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding goes through that as well. And you can find some great you know, videos on YouTube as well for stretching. So it's actually what you do before you work out. The other thing I do when I work out is I stretch in between my sets. So if I'm doing a set, um, say I'm doing, you know, my, my chest, for example, I've done my 15 repetitions and I'm taking a break before I do the next series of 15 repetitions, I will stretch my chest out in between. So you're, you're keeping yourself stretched out. You're keeping yourself warmed up while you're doing the exercises. Uh, and then afterwards you kind of cool down. You, maybe you get back on the incline bike and you just do really light biking for five minutes, maybe 20 minutes. Um, and then when you get home, you can do an Epsom salt soak. You can do um, uh, a lot of gyms are getting infrared saunas. Now you can hop into the infrared sauna for 20 minutes before you go home. You can buy an infrared heating pad. Uh, and, you know, at night while you're just kind of uh, relaxing or, or settling in for the evening, you put the heating pad on the muscle you just worked out um, and warm it up. Um, you know, again, I think I mentioned Epsom salt soaks, uh, but that's a, a great way. And then you stretch again. You stretch, you know, maybe later before you go to bed, something like that. So that, so that you keep your muscles elongated. So when we lift weights, we're shortening and shortening and shortening our muscles. Uh, so we want to make sure we stretch them back out uh, by, by stretching and by doing uh, things that will relax the muscles. So infrared heat will relax your muscles and Epsom salt soap will relax your muscles. Stretching will relax your muscles. So you always want to lengthen them back out. So they don't automatically just rebound and regain their length, especially if you've been forcing them to contract, contract, contract. Uh, so that's important. So that's a, a great way to do that. Um, question, I like this subject. Could you suggest some good nutrients for building muscle? Yeah, protein. <laughs> My favorite food, right? Um, so, you know, if you're vegan, vegetarian, it's, it's tofu, it's tempeh. Um, it's, uh, soy, um, again, beans are a good source of protein, but just remember they have carbs. So, you know, if you're going to have a cup of beans, that's an entire meal all by itself. Um, you don't want to add too much to that, but you might want to add a little extra protein to that. Um, so, but if you're, if you're vegan, uh, vegetarian, uh, then if you're going to have a cup of, you know, bean soup, make sure you throw some tofu in there to build up the protein that's in there. Um, so honestly, you don't need a bunch of supplements, but you really do need food. Um, feeding your muscles is extremely important. Um, feeding them before you work out and after you work out is, is the most important, but feeding them all day is also important because remember when you go to the gym, you're not building muscle mass. You're just stressing them out so that when you go to bed, they get the memo that you want them to build. Because if you stress them out at the gym and you send the signal, I need you to get stronger because you have to lift this weight. Um, when you go to bed is when they're like, oh yeah, we got to build muscle because she needs to lift that weight tomorrow. You know, And so it'll literally start to build your muscle mass. So what does it take to build muscle mass? It takes two things. It takes protein also takes carbs. It takes the energy, the fuel. 
for the body to be able to build and, and put the amino acids that make up your, your proteins together and then put your proteins together to build the muscle fibers that will become your muscle. Um, and then also it has to build your bone, you know, so in order for your muscles to grow, your bones have to grow because your bones are what support the muscles. So that's why weightlifting is really good for osteoporosis prevention or preventing brittle bones. Or if you have brittle bones or osteoporosis, lifting weights is one of the best ways to reverse that but you have to feed your body so that it can do that for you. So if you don't have enough minerals in your food, i.e. green leafy veggies, um, minerals are also uh, in shellfish, anything that has a shell on it, the shell is made out of minerals. And so that will be absorbed into the fish. Uh, so shellfish has a ton of minerals. You can also use sea salt, uh, Himalayan sea salt when you're cooking and you just put some sprinkles of sea salt on your food, you're going to get minerals. Uh, unfortunately, our water is demineralized in the filtration process. Uh, so you want to add back minerals to your water. Um, and But that, that's the most important thing. And so in terms of carbs, it's really important to feed the body uh, as you're giving it the protein. So uh, we talk a lot about never miss breakfast. Um, I am not an intermittent fasting fan unless you're doing it backwards. If you're, if you're eating in the morning and you're stopping your food at 3 p.m. and then you're not eating the whole rest of the day until the following morning, I think that's perfect. Uh, I don't think missing breakfast is conducive to building muscle mass and to being healthy, frankly. So you got to eat your breakfast, make sure there's a fist size of protein. That's really all you need. If it's a fist size of chicken, you're getting 20, 25 grams. If it's a fist size of steak, 20, 25 grams. A fist size of shellfish, um, you're getting 20, 25 grams. Don't count the shells when you're, when you're uh, figuring out the protein content of your shellfish. It's outside of the shell. You want it to at least be as big as your fist. Um, again, if it's tofu, fist size, if it's tempeh, fist size, um, you know, a cup of beans, uh, and then you add, you know, maybe half a fist size of some protein into that cup of beans, um, you know, so that you have enough carbs. Uh, you can have like a small potato. You can have a small sweet potato. You can have a quarter cup of quinoa, a half a cup of, of rice, uh, white rice, brown rice, um, if you're having fish, same thing, about a fist size of salmon is, is enough protein. And you want to have a carb and a protein. And then, of course, your vegetables, because you need the minerals, the vitamins uh, to, to power. You need the antioxidants to get rid of the inflammation that you're going to build up from working out. So, you know, add those green leafy vegetables, spinach, kale, collards. Um, you know, if you want to add a little bit of fruit in as your carb, you can. Just be mindful. I, I, I don't hate fruits, you know, don't get me wrong, but uh, fruits are metabolized differently than root vegetables and grains. And so um, it's a lot harder to lose weight if you eat fruit. Uh, so that's the only, you know, thing I'll say if you're trying to lose weight, uh, I would get rid of the fruits at least temporarily till you get to your goal weight. Um, so a better option are, you know, root vegetables and uh, grains. Uh, be careful, of course, if you have a weed sensitivity, make sure they're gluten-free, but you want to definitely have a breakfast that has a carb, a protein, a good number of leafy vegetables. So that's your complete meal. If you're going to go work out, 
make sure you have a, a, a smaller version of that meal about 45 minutes before you go to the gym. You go to the gym, make sure you're very well hydrated, tons of water, uh, very important to hydrate yourself. When you leave the gym, make sure within two to three hours of that last meal, you're eating again. And you want a little bit of carb, a little bit of protein, a good bit of leafy vegetables again, because you have to feed your workout. A lot of people think, well, if I starve my workout, I'll, you know, uh, lose weight. Yeah, you lose muscle mass. That's what you'll lose. So you don't want to, to do that. You actually want to feed your muscles because you want them to grow. Now, now you want to start cutting back on your carbs. So now you've been to the gym, you had your post-workout meal. Now you're winding down. Now you want to get rid of the carbs. You don't need the carbs anymore. You know, and so now you're having protein and green leafy veggies. Uh, for the most part. Um, and, and that's what you're having for the rest of your meals. Um, if you're trying to lose weight, the bodybuilder approach is probably the best approach. They eat a lot. They eat small, frequent meals. Uh, so about every three hours, bodybuilders are eating. Uh, and so if you really want to lose weight, that's not a bad thing to do to mimic. Uh, you just want to make sure Earlier in the day, you're having your carbs. Later in the day, you're, you're leaving them out and you're having protein at every meal and you're having green leafy vegetables at every meal. Um, if you work out at night, then you know uh, I would not try to do intermittent fasting and work out because you're, you know, those are gonna be bumping up against each other. Um, and it may look like it's working in the beginning. You may lose weight, but you're going to be losing a lot of muscle mass and you're going to gain that weight back and it's just going to boomerang on you. So if you have to work out at night, go ahead and don't do intermittent fasting. Uh, but maybe you don't eat as many carbs earlier in the day. And then let's say you work out at after work. Let's say you're going to end up at the gym at 530, right? So Maybe you have a protein and some green leafy veggies for, for breakfast. Maybe you have a protein shake three hours later as a snack, and then you have lunch. Uh, at that lunch meal, you want to have a carb. So again, it's maybe a, a small sweet potato. Maybe it's a half a cup of cooked rice. Um, it could be uh, you know quinoa. It could be millet, amaranth, any grain that you want. Um, you know, again, a fist size. Uh, green leafy veggies. So you want to start feeding your workout several hours before you go work out. And then before you work out, you have a smaller version of that meal. So maybe it's a half an apple and, uh, you know, four ounces of chicken or something like that, right? So 40, maybe at four o'clock, 4.30, that's what you're eating. And then you're at the gym at 5.30. So you've powered your workout, right? And again, lots, tons of water, always. You've powered your workout. Now you're working out. And now maybe it, maybe you're home at like seven, right? Uh, and then you're going to plan your dinner. Your dinner should have a little bit of carb because you want to feed the workout you just did. Um, you know, a little bit of carb. So maybe it's half the size potato or a grain of some kind. Um, maybe it's a beet, right? They have uh, lower carbs. Uh, maybe uh, it's, uh, again, a fist size of salmon or, or maybe it's ground beef or uh, tempeh, again, if you're vegan or vegetarian. Um, maybe it's shellfish. Um, maybe it's ham, um, any, any protein source. And again, 
be very careful with your protein sources. They've got to be grass-fed. They've got to be organic as much as possible. If it's fish, it's got to be wild caught. Um, and so time for our next commercial break. We've got a few other questions we're going to try and tackle on the way back. So you're listening to Awaken Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milena Riobe, and we will be right back. What happens when we begin to realize that the 200-year experiment we've called the American healthcare system has failed? Learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobe, MD. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern when you can call in and ask Dr. Milin the questions that matter most to you. Dr. Milin is the medical director of the Rio Bay Institute of Integrative Medicine in Jupiter, Florida. For more information, visit riobeintegrativemedicine.com. Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you in for this dynamic, forward-thinking show. Edesia is a U.S. nonprofit dedicated to the dream of ending childhood malnutrition for millions of children around the world. Through the manufacture of Plumpy Nut and other nutrient-rich, peanut-based, ready-to-use foods, Edesia has already delivered life and hope to nearly 1 million children in over 26 developing countries. To find out how you can join Edesia's dream of ending childhood malnutrition, please visit ediciaglobal.org. What if dreams can diagnose your life? What if we can meet the love of our life in dreams? Join host Cat O'Keefe Cannabis, the number one internationally best-selling author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, written with Duke University medical doctor Larry Burke. Dreaming Healing is where we'll explore dreams, research, and interpret dreams from you, the caller. Dreaming Healing shows can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come live your dreams out loud with Cat. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at DreamVision7Radio.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back. Thank you, Rachel. Welcome back to Awaken Wellness Now. I'm your host, Dr. Milan Riobe, and you're listening to us live on Dream Vision 7 Radio. And we had some questions come in, so take a look. Yeah, so as far as nutrients, uh, let me just tuck that question in. So whole food is your best bet for nutrients. Um, you'll, you'll find a lot of supplements um, out there uh, that tout being good for bodybuilding and, 
et cetera. Um, and it's not that they're not good, but you'd be taking like a hundred pills eventually if you listen to all of them, right? So the most important thing is your actual food. Um, now, if you know that you're missing stuff, right? So let's say you're a vegan and maybe you don't uh, get in uh, you know, all the, the vitamins, maybe your B vitamins that you need, then you take a B complex, right? Um, if, uh, you know, you, you live in Northern climates, you don't go out much. It's the winter time. You know, maybe you add a little bit of vitamin D, right? Um, uh, if you don't eat enough fish, right? If you don't like fish, then maybe you take a fish oil supplement, right? Um, so there are things you can do to kind of enhance, um, you can also take what's called branched chain amino acids. Those are things like leucine, isoleucine, valine. They're amino acids um, that help uh, as you work out. So they help uh, your, your muscles to work more efficiently during your workout. Um, you know, there are some uh, supplements that have a little bit of like caffeine in them. So, I mean, you can drink a cup of coffee if you need a little extra jolt at the gym. Um, you know, uh, those types of things you can do, you know, there's no supplement per se, that's going to get you over that hump better than food. Um, you know, whole food. Uh, so I hope that answered that question. Um, would love to see you do a show from your gym, uh, demonstrate proper form, et cetera. One day, <laughs> one day I'll do that. Um, you, uh, you're not even allowed to train anyone in my gym, so they have their own own trainers. Uh, but that's that's something to put here for later. Um, question: I've lost weight recently, and now I'm dealing with flabby excess skin. Does weightlifting help reduce this new issue? Um, to an extent. Uh, but it won't get rid of the, the redundant skin that's there. So your skin is designed to shrink back down with you if you don't outpace it. Uh, so again, this is why um, losing weight quickly is not recommended um, because A, if you lose weight quickly, that means you're losing a lot of muscle mass and not just uh, fat and inflammation, um, but also you kind of outpace the rest of you, right? And so um, this is one of uh, the issues that people have, in particular, if they had rapid weight loss. Um, so this is one of the places where, you know, slow and steady wins the race. Uh, once it's done, though, it's, it's hard for anything to get your skin to rebound back. Um, and I don't know why that is. My guess would be because there's nothing for it to... Um, lean on, I guess, for lack of a better uh, word. Um, you know, if, if the muscle shrank back or, or you know, the, the, the muscle and bone and the fat, fatty layer that was under the skin went away faster than the skin could keep up, then the skin will just hang, if that makes sense. Um, and I don't know if that's the true reason, but that's just, you know, trying to think on my feet as to why that might happen. Um, the other reason is, uh, you know, again, nutrient deficits, um, you know, skin, obviously that their cells and they need, uh, nutrients to function properly. So if your nutrition isn't there to support it, 
Um, but, you know, when women get pregnant, for example, obviously their skin stretches quite a bit to accommodate the, the developing baby, and then it shrinks back down. Um, you know, and, and if you're, if you keep yourself fit during your pregnancy, so if you keep working out, now there are, you know, adjustments and modifications you have to make uh, when you're pregnant, as you're working out, you know, you can't lay on your back after about 14, 16 weeks, because you obstruct blood flow to the baby. If you do that, and you may also pass out, um, you know, you have to watch your balance, et cetera, but you can still work out. You know, I was doing squats the, the day that I went into labor, uh, you know, so it's doable. Um, you can definitely work out. And so keeping your muscle mass going, you know, as you're losing weight, that's another thing it'll help prevent is that, that relaxation of the skin. But if, if you're already there, you know, if you've already lost the weight and now that you have this redundant skin, the only way to really get rid of that is surgically. Um, there, there really isn't a great way to get the body to go back. But I would say if there's, you know, any, anyone who is going into a weight, weight loss fitness program, make sure you don't lose weight too fast. So that way you allow your skin to retract back, you know, as you lose the fatty and inflammatory layer under the skin, you give the skin time to catch up. Uh, and then you won't have as much of the uh, redundant uh, skin that you're struggling with now. Um, let's see. I think I got them all. All right. How much time do we have left? We got a couple of minutes. Yeah. So, um, mindset, you know, that's the other thing is, is getting prepared, right? So all this data and information is, is great and knowing it's fine. Uh, but you know, putting it into, um, into, uh, your world is really what matters. It's actually taking the steps, um, you know, and, and, and if there's a fear there, it makes it, you know, that much harder, right? Um, it's like skydiving, right? We're all like terrified and excited at the same time, right? And eventually somebody pushes us out of the plane. Uh, and so it's just, it's kind of that, you know, it's make that commitment with the trainer, and have that accountability, you know, and that's a huge mindset, you know, hack, if you will. Um, if you know that, okay, if, if, if it's me doing it on my own, I won't do it. Hire a trainer, because now you have that sense of accountability and responsibility to another human being that you committed to being somewhere at a certain time, right? And so you're more likely to show up. Uh, and, and also, you know, the accountability of setting goals with your trainer, you know, as, as you're at home, you're going to remember the conversation with your trainer, and that's going to instill a mindset in you where you'll be more likely to, you know, not eat the food he, he or she recommended you not eat and then move more towards the food that they recommended that you eat. You know, so mindset's important. Um, and the other thing is just breath work, breathing, um, bringing as much oxygen into your body as you can. Again, with the heart math, three minute breathing technique uh, would be very helpful um, before your workout, after your workout, um, oxygenating the muscles. So that way uh, they can make and use more energy uh, and use it more efficiently will also help you. So they've done studies on heart math with athletes. 
uh, and they have shown improved performance uh, with those who do heart math breathing uh, techniques versus those who don't. And so bring more oxygen into the body and it also helps relax your muscles so they can elongate, um, which will help with you know, preventing pain um, you know, post muscle soreness, expect to have soreness. You should have soreness. Uh, that's normal. You, you, you're somewhat damaging the muscles to make them grow. So that's the stressing out of the muscles. So they'll grow. Uh, so expect it to hurt. So if you worked out your, uh, you know, quadriceps muscles, the front part of your leg yesterday, they should feel sore today. You know, now if you worked out your quadriceps, but it's your chest that hurts, then there's a problem, right? You didn't do the right form. Uh, there's something going on. You're not stretching enough, whatever the case may be, but the muscle you worked out should hurt the next day and maybe the day after that. Uh, and then it should resolve. If it continues to hurt, again, there's something wrong with your form. You may have injured yourself. Be careful. Uh, and so I think that's all the time we have for today. I hope you found that useful. And uh, again, I wish you guys all the best as you hit this new year and hit the ground running uh, for your next workout. And I hope you make it a great one. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Milan Riobe. You've been listening to Awaken Wellness Now, and uh, we'll see you next time and many blessings until then. Join us next time on Awakened Wellness with Milen Riobe, MD, to learn how spirituality, ancient traditions, and cutting-edge science are merging to create a new paradigm of wellness. Awakened Wellness airs every Wednesday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time with live video shows every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern of each month. Meanwhile, you can join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash awakened wellness and let us know what you'd like to discuss on future episodes. Dr. Milin is the medical director of the Rio Bay Institute of Integrative Medicine in Jupiter, Florida. For more information, visit riobeintegrativemedicine.com. This show is part of the Dream Vision 7 radio network. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.